I'm Lonnie Edwards, the founder of The Dog Agency and Pet Insider, and you're listening to the Pet Insider Podcast. This is a show about the latest and greatest across the pet world. Whether you're a pet parent or just a little pet crazy, Pet Insider has you covered. We get it. We're obsessed too. There were kids in my class that were, you know, not just physically, but also mentally wounded from what happened. And he made everyone feel some, some there were so many kids that said they wouldn't, they didn't want to come back to school. And when they knew Luigi was going to be there, they came. That was Ivy Seamus, a teacher at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, whose history of the Holocaust class turned into a combat zone on February 14th, 2018, when a shooter opened fire and killed two of her students. Ivy will discuss how her service dog Luigi is helping her recover after this traumatic experience and the joy Luigi and other service animals are bringing to her students and people around the country. Now let's get back to Ivy. So can you tell us how you came to have a service animal? On February 14th, the day of the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, one of my colleagues, Scott Beagle, was killed. He was actually a social studies teacher and he was the cross country coach. And um, we went to his funeral a couple of days later. And at the funeral, I saw some of the students and they told me they were having a 5K in honor of Coach Beagle and would I come? It was at a park in Parkland. So when I came, when I went, of course, I was going to go to support the kids. I went there and I saw there were a lot of dogs in a big circle, like a, like a, a whole bunch of golden retrievers. And I knew when I saw them that that's really wh- where I wanted to be and who I wanted to be with because prior to that, a lot of, you know, psychiatrists were at the were contacting us and trying to get us therapy and give us medication. And I knew that I didn't need that. I, I just wanted the therapy of the dogs. And I figured that's what the students would probably want, too. How did all of the dogs end up there? Oh, well, at the time, I didn't know. I just saw dogs and I, I wasn't sure. I had lost my own dog earlier that year. So I was pretty sad. And I knew that uh, my own personal dog made me feel so much better when I was feeling down. So I think I I think there were other dogs at the time. I didn't know that, though. But there were dogs coming from different agencies like the Broward Humane Society that were bringing therapy dogs. But this whole group of golden retrievers, I found out later, came from an organization called Paws. And they are service dogs that they train in Naples, Florida, which is about two, a little less than two hours away from the school. What kind of service dogs are they? They, the, this PAWS organization only trains golden retrievers. And so you saw these dogs, and then what next? Oh, gosh, they were so beautiful. And <laughs> um, they are. They're just so beautiful. And I was very sad, obviously. It wasn't, it wasn't really about me. But still, I mean, I was very, very sad. And I knew that, I, like, I don't, I, I just like to do everything natural. And I didn't want to take medication to deal with it. And I know that yoga and therapy, all of those things are good. And I'm sure that they work. But just the fact of looking at the dogs even made me feel better. My entire, I was very tense and my heart was beating so fast ever since February 14th. And I just, it just made me feel definitely, like instantly, I felt much calmer, definitely better just looking at the dogs. And then And then when they said we can pet the dogs and play with the dogs and really, I mean, I had no idea that I might even be the recipient of one of these dogs. I just, we just wanted to pet them and it was a, it was a magnet for everyone. Everyone was attracted to these dogs. And so what happened next after you met these dogs, you saw the reaction they had on people. What was the next step you did? I was talking to some of the handlers and we were just discussing the dogs and the story and what happened at school. And they were just so, 
they were so warm and so welcoming and the dogs were so lovely and so calm. And they said they were going to come for the long haul and they were going to come every day. As long as anyone needs them, they were going to come to the park. We, we didn't have school for a couple of weeks. And, and these women, they were all women at the time, but these women were all um, coming on their own volunteer time. And they were coming out to Parkland and Coral Springs. I think they were staying at a hotel in Boca Raton on their own dime. They were staying at a hotel. They were taking care of themselves, their own food. I didn't realize this at the time, but they were coming just out of the goodness of their heart. And they were there every day. They came to that park. There's a park, um, Trails End Park, where it was like basically the headquarters for everyone to gather um, for support and to um, to lean on each other. And they were there every day. They came with the dogs. And so when I was telling one of the handlers there the story about my classroom and my students, I lost two kids. Two kids were murdered in my class in front of the whole class of students. And it was totally devastating. And they felt like that was definitely, that definitely qualified as a combat scene in the kind of um, people that they give the dogs to or that there are recipients of the dogs. It was like a combat scene that some of their veterans have gone through. So they encouraged me to um, get in touch with Jeannie, who is in charge of pause assistance dogs. And if I could possibly fill out an application. Did immediately after meeting these dogs you knew and after talking to her that you wanted to get one of these dogs? I didn't think I could because I thought they were just for wounded vets, but they definitely were for helping PTSD. Maybe, so I got in touch, Sally, Sally O'Neill is the lead trainer of the dogs. And she exchanged information with me. And I think I heard from her a day or two, a day or two later, we met at a different park um, where there weren't all the dogs, just she was just gonna bring Luigi. And she said, I wanted you to meet Luigi. And so I was so happy. I dropped everything and I ran to the park and I met Luigi and he was so handsome and so loving. And he, he just, they just make you feel so much better. They just, and everyone, it's not just me, everyone felt that way. So she said, she thinks there's a very good chance that we could, you know, we could have Luigi at school and he would be able to come home with me and be mine. I was beside myself happy. These dogs cannot be with another dog in the home. Um, they are not allowed to socialize with other dogs. There's a lot of rules and restrictions that I didn't know anything about before I met them. Um, but unfortunately, but I guess fortunately for, for me and Luigi now, but unfortunately, I, my dog passed away earlier in the school year and I was missing her terribly, terribly. And I, in a weird way, I kind of think Charlotte sent, sent these dogs to me. <laughs> so sweet. I think so, though. She was like the love, she was the love of our lives. And I feel very sad without her. She was our first and only dog. What kind of dog was she? I don't know. She was 20 pounds and she was funny looking. I mean, to me, she was gorgeous. <laughs> To me, she was gorgeous, but we went to the Broward County shelter where they euthanized dogs. Um, I was told they euthanized like 25 dogs. I don't know if it was a week. I don't know, but they, that's the last stop for some of these dogs that are either surrendered or found stray. And we went to the pound five, it was five years prior to her death. We had her for about five years and we went to the pound and I, and I never had a dog, so I knew absolutely nothing. And we just went there and we said, who's on the list to be? euthanized and and it was a sunday afternoon and they that next day i think it was on monday they were going to euthanize and they 
they showed me Charlotte and they said her and she was very sad and she was in the back of the the run there with other dogs and her teeth were all brown and she was a mess and we said we'll take her and she made the next five years of our lives the happiest ever so when you met luigi were you able to take him home that first day no i've not taken him home at all so that's the thing i i guess i don't know if i didn't know what the right questions were to ask or I, i'm not quite sure what the procedure was for a service dog so i saw him all the time but he did not come home with me. He stays with his handler. And I didn't realize this either. He's not two. I don't know how it is with other service dogs, but they don't let these dogs go with anyone until they're two. And he also hadn't, hadn't been neutered. So there was a lot more training to do with him, which I did not realize. And I think I was a little disappointed because I thought that was it. Like I fill out the paperwork and he was going to be mine, but he wasn't. He passed, I passed the test. I mean, they approved my application but I did not know. I don't know if they just didn't tell me right away or I just didn't ask the right questions, but I didn't know it was a much longer process than I anticipated. So how old is he now? How soon will you get to bring him home? Well, he won't be two until the end of July. That's so, soon. Yeah, well, that is soon. No, I'm very happy. <laughs> but I was just hoping I would bond with him over the summer and he could come home with me. But they've been unbelievable. I mean, they came all the time back and forth to Naples. And uh, we got the school to do unbelievable amount of donations and people were selling bracelets and giving the money to pause. And it was on social media and everyone was donating and so happy for them to be coming to school. It wasn't just Luigi. Other dogs were coming to school every day. I don't think they anyone was going to be the recipient of any of them besides myself. Um, and then word got around. We started an Instagram account for Luigi. It was Luigi.msd. And the students absolutely love him. And so they were all freaking out that he was going to be, you know, he was going to be mine. And so he came to school a lot and, but only with his handler. So she came once school resumed, she came and she brought him every day and the kids felt so much better. I had kids coming from all different classes just to be with him, just to pet him, just to talk to him. And, and, um, and there were kids in my class that were, you know, not just physically, but also mentally wounded from what happened. And he made everyone feel some, so there were so many kids that said they wouldn't, they didn't want to come back to school. And when they knew Luigi was going to be there, they came. Oh, so no, re no, I know. And it's true though. It's true. He just made everyone feel better. And the kids that were feeling bad, he just sat next to their desk. Like it's all, it's all you need is just to have him breathing next to you. And for some reason you just felt calmer. What do you think it is about dogs that gives them this kind of power to heal? First of all, they're 10,000 times smarter than we are. That's for sure. <laughs> they're in, they just are. They're intuitive. They don't know who's pretty and who's ugly and who's popular and who's not. And they, they, don't, they don't care. They just love you if they just get a sense from you and they love you. There was one day um, we took him down to, to potty him outside. And um, there was a girl. It was lunchtime. And there was a... a a sweet young girl sitting by herself and she looked sad and she didn't have friends that day at, during lunch. And we just had Luigi sitting next to her and it like made the world of difference to her. And I don't know, it just, it's just such a, it's not just him, just dogs in general. They're just so warm and caring and they just, you feel like they care about you when, when maybe, you know, other people disappoint you. Dogs never disappoint you. It's Luigi, yes, but it's every dog. There's a young lady, Maddie, 
who was shot across the hall from me, I believe three times. She is now, I believe, not from pause, but I think she's the recipient of a German Shepherd mix that has really been helping her. So no matter where the dog is, you know, what breed the dog is or which awesome organization they're from, they really are so special. And I just feel like it's so important that people know before they, you know, and there's, there's a lot of dog lovers out there for sure and animal rights activists, but it's so important that they realize how much these dogs can do, whether it's a certified service dog, a therapy dog, or just a rescue from the pound. They're just, they're just amazing. Charlotte was just a plain old rescue from the pound and she, she did so much. I mean, she listened to all my problems. She never talked back to me. She had so, she was just amazing. And I think that if people realize that dogs can do all this, they might reach for a dog instead of something else. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs it's are true. magical. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't. They make you feel like you're the best. They make you feel smart and beautiful and, and lively. They just give you such a good feeling that sometimes people can't. And it, it's so much healthier than taking medicine and, and the other Oh, my God. A hundred percent. Then And uh, there was no side effects to a dog. Um you, it's just there, you know, no adverse side effects. I mean, good side effects. Yes. No adverse side effects like medication. I mean, I'm not knocking medication if people need it, but that's the first thing that they want to do when they see that you've been through a trauma, you know, oh, we can give you Xanax and Paxil. I don't know, whatever's out there. And it just, it, that's not nothing like a dog. The dog's love is, is medication. And so with Luigi's training, what is he doing during these first two years? Um, I know he spends most of his time with his handler at paws, but there's other people there that are training him because they like to get used to other, you know, to get used to other people. Um, oh gosh, there's a whole list. They gave me a whole litany of commands that they work on with him. Um, walking next to you, only having eyes for you. Um, he, we, he's done several things. He's able to open doors and drawers and refrigerators. And we brought things that people gave the kids, like brought for the kids, different care packages. And he was able to bring students things sitting at their desk. I, they're, they're training him to be able to stop and um, wait at the door and greet the students as they come in. They had a whole bunch of commands and things they were working on when, when he was with me at school. Do you think service animals should be more widely used and that there should be more education over the, the types of people that can get them and the types of services they can provide? Uh, I know that it's a, a big help to a lot of us feeling the um, effects of this terrible trauma. So I know that it's helping with PTSD. I think so. I know there's been a lot of controversy out there about people saying they don't like people are falsely getting service dogs if they don't need them and they're and they're infringing on other people's rights. I, all I know is that um, Luigi and all these other service dogs out there are helping people. I went to the pause facility and I saw Luigi pushing. Um, he was helping push a man in a wheelchair they do so many good things. But I know there's there's people with physical disabilities that really need dogs too to help them. Obviously, seeing eye dogs and dogs for hearing impaired and all of that. But um, but I I think it's a very big help. And when I first when I first found out that Luigi would be a possibility, um, and I spoke to the superintendent of Broward Schools, and he was all for it. That made me even more um, anxious to get him. So. And they know that it's helping the students too. So if you, if it, 
Like, why, why wouldn't you? It almost seems like a no-brainer. Do you think other teachers will be getting them? I'm not sure. It's a very big commitment. It's a huge, like, a, any dog is a big commitment, but the dog is a big commitment. It's a lot of training. It's a lot of, um, you have to go by the rules of the dog and the, and the assistance place that he, com- he or she comes from. So I, I don't really know. I've, I don't, I know everyone's happy for me about Luigi, but I don't know if anyone else has applied. I think they were thinking of maybe getting one of the service dogs for, or a therapy dog, I'm not sure which, for the media center so that students can come there. And that would be for everyone to, um, to be able to see. Cause I'll be teaching actually while Luigi's going to be in the classroom. So kids can't just come at will when they feel like seeing him because I need to teach my classes. (laughs) So I think, yeah, so he think he's more for, he's, he'll be more for me. And, you know, of course he'll be in my classroom, but I, it's not going to be like a school dog that anyone could just come when they feel down because I, I have to work. So, but as far as I know, I don't know of anyone else. Um, I, I think that they don't just give them out. It's a very big undertaking and it's a very big donation too for these dogs, for people to um, get the dogs from these organizations that donate to PAWS and, and whatever else, whatever other organizations there are that are doing service dogs. But I think that it was just a unique situation, how it was definitely a combat zone and there were just a few classrooms that were like that. And so I'm, hundred percent on board to give it my all to have, to have him in my home. And what was that uh, application process like? Oh, it was a bunch of paperwork about uh, me and my home and, and what Luigi will do for us. And at school, it wasn't too bad. It was just, it was a long application and about all about my, you know, personal life and how I would gel with, with one of their dogs. Why can't there be another dog in the house? Um, as far as I know, these service dogs are just one, like a one person dog. And they only have eyes for you. And it takes away from their training to be able to even socialize with another dog. I know they say dogs are in packs, but these dogs are not. They're specially trained to just be one on one with their with their person. So nothing can distract them. I don't think they could go to uh, dog parks or interact with other dogs. In fact, when I was with him, of course, the whole time, anytime another dog was came by, we just stepped aside or walked the other way. So really, that, that's their, I don't know if it's a policy of all service dogs or this is how they train them at pause, but they are totally just, just the dog and their person. Once you get Luigi at the end of the month, what are your plans? My plans are to sit here and stare at him for like a few <laughs> days. <laughs> at first, I'm going to stare at him. And then I'm going to, I, she, I mean, I, I've learned a lot. And even though I had a dog, I guess there's nothing like that, the service dog. But I'm going to um, continue the training, I'll put, continue whatever training they give me. I'm sure they're going to come here and help me. Um, but I'm ready. I have everything ready. I have a bed for him, I have his bowls. I have I have everything waiting. I just don't have him yet. Speaking of his bed, are, are there rules about sleeping in bed with you, or how does that work? Do they are there special rules? Oh like yeah, no. Work? I have a giant Luigi bed for him. No, <laughs> I, there are there definitely are rules. First of all, he's gigantic. I don't know if he would even fit in my bed with me <laughs> and my husband. Uh, but he, um, yeah, there's there's rules. There's a lot of rules. He cannot 
Uh, he doesn't lay in your bed. I think they have a crate for him. There's a whole litany of things of, of do's and, and don'ts for him. But I think that once he's here, it will be easy because I just follow his lead, you know? And so he's, he's already, he's, so for two years of the training, I mean, they breed them for this purpose. So he probably will come m- mostly trained. You were recently given an award, the Spirit of Anne Frank Award. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I was actually teaching um, history of the Holocaust. I teach a few classes of history of the Holocaust. And I was teaching history of the Holocaust at the time that the shooter came in. And ironically enough, we were talking all about how to combat hate on college campuses because most of the students were seniors, some are juniors, and what they're going to do to combat hate. And um, they, so we, we were talking all about that, actually, and, and, and how we are going to do stuff to um, make sure that, you know, bullying doesn't occur. And here we were, the, the lessons of the Holocaust came right into room 1214. So, um, and interestingly enough, I went over to Naples to, train with Luigi and there's a Holocaust, a small Holocaust museum in Naples. And I made the pause people come with me and Luigi came and we went to the museum for one of the afternoons. And that after, and, and Sally, the lead trainer from pause, she bought a book in their little bookstore and gave it to me, which was crazy, but, and it was freedom writers. That was a, turned into a film. Hillary Swank played the teacher and she wrote in her book about the Anne Frank center. And when I looked it up, um, there was a, there's an Anne Frank Educator Award and it was going to, uh, and the deadline was April and I got the book in May and I started reading up on it and I applied for it and I got it. So um, it was definitely an honor. I was humbled by it. But some of the students from the March for Our Lives came and we, we um, accepted the award in New York in June, a, a few weeks ago. But um, these are the kind of things that hopefully I could take Luigi with me when, once he's mine. And so obviously once he's home and you get settled, do you plan to do a lot of traveling with him? Do you plan to be involved with gun reform? Um, I would hope that I can continue what I always do. I do like to travel and now I'm speaking out. Everyone has a different platform. I, I'm definitely speaking out for gun control and um, I've always was a uh, human rights and animal rights activist, but my platform has been Holocaust education. And so I've been invited to a few things to come speak and be part of some of the commemorations around the country. And I'm hoping, and I think, uh, of course, the service dogs can go anywhere with you and they're portable. So I'm, I'm, I will take Luigi wherever I can go. Yes, I plan on taking him. He'll be much more popular than me, but that's totally fine. <laughs> Have any of your students gotten support dogs? Um, it's, um, it's amazing how many, after the shooting, I, I don't know if they did a study on that because they they had to. I, there's two things that so many people in the school got, including teachers. Two things: one are dogs, and the other one are tattoos. Um, and I, I know that sounds crazy, but that's really the whole. So many students. I know they did a story in the local paper about all the different tattoos. Tons of teachers and students and parents got MSD strong or or, oh gosh, names of the, of the people or doves or hearts and loads of tattoos and also dogs. There's so many students and teachers went to the pound or went to the Humane Society and, and got dogs to help them with this. A lot of parents told me they went out and got dogs for their kids. 
just so that it would make them feel better. So that's definitely a big plus. So it may not have been a service dog, but they still all, a lot of the kids got dogs that, that are helping them in their homes. Do you think they were inspired by all of the dogs that were there at the park? Oh, most definitely. So many people told me, there was, there were people that made um, shirts, Stoneman Douglas shirts for all the dogs, you know, like doggy <laughs> shirts for them. They did. And there's one, one, one friend, Michelle Limber, she made these MSD bracelets and all the money was going to the, to the, for the dogs, the different dog organizations that are helping. And I think the fact that the kids were being helped by the dogs, they went home and told their parents, this is what's making me feel better. I'm, I'm positive. I'm sure of it. In fact, I know a lot of parents said that and that's what inspired them to go out. I'm, I'm so, I'm sure that that's why they went out and got their own family, a dog. And it's definitely helping. Some of the kids have sent me pictures and so many of the people that friended Luigi on Instagram or whatever, they're following Luigi, sent pictures of their own dog. So it's definitely a big plus for canines. I mean, it's a terrible thing to have happened, but you know, there's some good things coming out of some of this terrible tragedy, and one of them are definitely the amount of dogs being adopted. We all need to be activists for these dogs because they're there for us, but we need more people speaking out for them. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Ivy. This was incredible. Okay, my pleasure. Good luck with everything. That was Ivy Seamus, a teacher at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School whose service dog Luigi is helping her heal. To keep up with Luigi, follow him on Instagram at luigi.msd. And to learn more about PAWS, the service organization he came from, visit pawsassistancedogs.org. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please leave us an awesome review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. If you have any pet-related topics you want us to cover, email us at podcast at petinsider.com. To listen to past episodes, visit petinsider.com slash podcast. I'm Lonnie Edwards, and thank you for listening to the Pet Insider Podcast. Talk soon.